part one chapter four sections five and six of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter four the cripple section five the lebyadkin's door was shut but not locked and we were able to go in their lodging consisted of two nasty little rooms with smoke-begrimed walls on which the filthy wallpaper literally hung in tatters it had been used for some years as an eating-house until filipov the tavern-keeper moved to another house the other rooms below what had been the eating-house were now shut up and these two were all the lebyadkins had the furniture consisted of plain benches and deal tables except for an old armchair that had lost its arms in the second room there was the bedstead that belonged to mademoiselle lebyadkin standing in the corner covered with a chintz quilt the captain himself went to bed anywhere on the floor often without undressing everything was in disorder wet and filthy a huge soaking rag lay in the middle of the floor in the first room and a battered old shoe lay beside it in the wet it was evident that no one looked after anything here the stove was not heated food was not cooked they had not even a samovar as shatov told me the captain had come to the town with his sister utterly destitute and had as liputin said at first actually gone from house to house begging but having unexpectedly received some money he had taken to drinking at once and had become so besotted that he was incapable of looking after things mademoiselle lebyadkin whom i was so anxious to see was sitting quietly at a deal kitchen table on a bench in the corner of the inner room not making a sound when we opened the door she did not call out to us or even move from her place shatov said that the door into the passage would not lock and had once stood wide open all night by the dim light of a thin candle in an iron candlestick i made out a woman of about thirty perhaps sickly and emaciated wearing an old dress of dark cotton material with her long neck uncovered her scanty dark hair twisted into a knot on the nape of her neck no larger than the fist of a two-year-old child she looked at us rather cheerfully besides the candlestick she had on the table in front of her a little peasant looking-glass an old pack of cards a tattered book of songs and a white roll of german bread from which one or two bites had been taken it was noticeable that mademoiselle lebyadkin used powder and rouge and painted her lips she also blackened her eyebrows which were fine long and black enough without that three long wrinkles stood sharply conspicuous across her high narrow forehead in spite of the powder on it i already knew that she was lame but on this occasion she did not attempt to get up or walk at some time perhaps in early youth that wasted face may have been pretty but her soft gentle grey eyes were remarkable even now there was something dreamy and sincere in her gentle almost joyful expression this gentle serene joy which was reflected also in her smile astonished me after all i had heard of the cossack whip and her brother's violence strange to say instead of the oppressive repulsion and almost dread one usually feels in the presence of these creatures afflicted by god i felt it almost pleasant to look at her from the first moment and my heart was filled afterwards with pity in which there was no trace of aversion this is how she sits literally for days together utterly alone without moving 
she tries her fortune with the cards or looks in the looking-glass said shatov pointing her out to me from the doorway he doesn't feed her you know the old woman in the lodge brings her something sometimes out of charity how can they leave her all alone like this without a candle to my surprise shatov spoke aloud just as though she were not in the room good day shatushka mademoiselle lebyadkin said genially i brought you a visitor marya timofyevna said shatov the visitor is very welcome i don't know who it is you've brought i don't seem to remember him she scrutinized me intently from behind the candle and turned again at once to shatov and she took no more notice of me for the rest of the conversation as though i had not been near her are you tired of walking up and down alone in your garret she laughed displaying two rows of magnificent teeth i was tired of it and i wanted to come and see you shatov moved a bench up to the table sat down on it and made me sit beside him i'm always glad to have a talk though you're a funny person shatushka just like a monk when did you comb your hair last let me do it for you and she pulled a little comb out of her pocket i don't believe you've touched it since i combed it last well i haven't got a comb said shatov laughing too really then i'll give you mine only remind me not this one but another with a most serious expression she set to work to comb his hair she even parted it on one side drew back a little looked to see whether it was right and put the comb back in her pocket do you know what shatushka she shook her head you may be a very sensible man but you're dull it's strange for me to look at all of you i don't understand how it is people are dull sadness is not dullness i'm happy and are you happy when your brother's here you mean lebyadkin he's my footman and i don't care whether he's here or not i call to him lebyadkin bring the water or lebyadkin bring my shoes and he runs sometimes one does wrong and can't help laughing at him that's just how it is said shatov addressing me aloud without ceremony she treats him just like a footman i've heard her myself calling to him lebyadkin give me some water and she laughed as she said it the only difference is that he doesn't fetch the water but beats her for it but she isn't a bit afraid of him she has some sort of nervous fits almost every day and they are destroying her memory so that afterwards she forgets everything that's just happened and is always in a muddle over time you imagine she remembers how you came in perhaps she does remember but no doubt she has changed everything to please herself and she takes us now for different people from what we are though she knows i'm shatushka it doesn't matter my speaking aloud she soon leaves off listening to people who talk to her and plunges into dreams yes plunges she's an extraordinary person for dreaming she'll sit for eight hours for whole days together in the same place you see there's a roll lying there perhaps she's only taken one bite at it since the morning and she'll finish it to-morrow now she's begun trying her fortune on cards i keep trying my fortune shatushka but it doesn't come out right marya timofyevna put in suddenly catching the last word and without looking at it she put out her left hand for the roll she had heard something about the roll too very likely she got hold of the roll at last and after keeping it for some time in her left hand while her attention was distracted by the conversation which sprang up again she put it back again on the table unconsciously without having taken a bite of it it always comes out the same a journey a wicked man somebody's treachery a deathbed a letter unexpected news i think it's all nonsense shatushka what do you think 
if people can tell lies why shouldn't a card she suddenly threw the cards together again i said the same thing to mother praskovya she's a very venerable woman she used to run to my cell to tell her fortune on the cards without letting the mother superior know yes and she wasn't the only one who came to me they sigh and shake their heads at me they talk it over while i laugh where are you going to get a letter from mother praskovya i said when you haven't had one for twelve years her daughter had been taken away to turkey by her husband and for twelve years there had been no sight nor sound of her only i was sitting the next evening at tea with the mother superior she was a princess by birth there was some lady there too a visitor a great dreamer and a little monk from athos was sitting there too a rather absurd man to my thinking what do you think shatushka that monk from athos had brought mother praskovya a letter from her daughter in turkey that morning so much for the knave of diamonds unexpected news we were drinking our tea and the monk from athos said to the mother superior blessed mother superior god has blessed your convent above all things in that you preserve so great a treasure in its precincts said he what treasure is that asked the mother superior the mother lizaveta the blessed this lizaveta the blessed was enshrined in the nunnery wall in a cage seven feet long and five feet high and she had been sitting there for seventeen years in nothing but a hempen shift summer and winter and she always kept pecking at the hempen cloth with a straw or a twig of some sort and she never said a word and never combed her hair or washed for seventeen years in the winter they used to put a sheepskin in for her and every day a piece of bread and a jug of water the pilgrims gaze at her sigh and exclaim and make offerings of money a treasure you've pitched on answered the mother superior she was angry she disliked lizaveta dreadfully lizaveta only sits there out of spite out of pure obstinacy it is nothing but hypocrisy i didn't like this i was thinking at the time of shutting myself up too i think said i that god and nature are just the same thing they all cried out with one voice at me well now the mother superior laughed whispered something to the lady and called me up petted me and the lady gave me a pink ribbon would you like me to show it to you and the monk began to admonish me but he talked so kindly so humbly and so wisely i suppose i sat and listened do you understand he asked no i said i don't understand a word but leave me quite alone ever since then they've left me in peace shatushka and at that time an old woman who was living in the convent doing penance for prophesying the future whispered to me as she was coming out of church what is the mother of god what do you think the great mother i answer the hope of the human race yes she answered the mother of god is the great mother the damp earth and therein lies great joy for men and every earthly woe and every earthly tear is a joy for us and when you water the earth with your tears a foot deep you will rejoice at everything at once and your sorrow will be no more such is the prophecy that word sank into my heart at the time since then when i bow down to the ground at my prayers i've taken to kissing the earth i kiss it and weep and let me tell you shatushka there's no harm in those tears and even if one has no grief one's tears flow from joy the tears flow of themselves that's the truth i used to go out to the shores of the lake on one side was our convent and on the other the pointed mountain they called it the peak i used to go up that mountain facing the east fall down to the ground and weep and weep and i don't know how long i wept and i don't remember or know anything about it 
i would get up and turn back when the sun was setting it was so big and splendid and glorious do you like looking at the sun shatushka it's beautiful but sad i would turn to the east again and the shadow the shadow of our mountain was flying like an arrow over our lake long long and narrow stretching a mile beyond right up to the island on the lake and cutting that rocky island right in two and as it cut it in two the sun would set altogether and suddenly all would be darkness and then i used to be quite miserable suddenly i used to remember i'm afraid of the dark shatushka and what i wept for most was my baby why had you one and shatov who had been listening attentively all the time nudged me with his elbow why of course a little rosy baby with tiny little nails and my only grief is i can't remember whether it was a boy or a girl sometimes i remember it was a boy and sometimes it was a girl and when he was born i wrapped him in cambric and lace and put pink ribbons on him strewed him with flowers got him ready said prayers over him i took him away unchristened and carried him through the forest and i was afraid of the forest and i was frightened and what i weep for most is that i had a baby and i never had a husband perhaps you had one shatov queried cautiously you're absurd shatushka with your reflections i had perhaps i had but what's the use of my having had one if it's just the same as though i hadn't there's an easy riddle for you guess it she laughed where did you take your baby i took it to the pond she said with a sigh shatov nudged me again and what if you never had a baby and all this is only a wild dream you ask me a hard question shatushka she answered dreamily without a trace of surprise at such a question i can't tell you anything about that perhaps i hadn't i think that's only your curiosity i shan't leave off crying for him anyway i shouldn't have dreamt it and big tears glittered in her eyes shatushka shatushka is it true that your wife ran away from you she suddenly put both hands on his shoulders and looked at him pityingly don't be angry i feel sick myself do you know shatushka i've had a dream he came to me again he beckoned me called me my little puss he cried to me little puss come to me and i was more delighted at that little puss than anything he loves me i thought perhaps he will come in reality shatov muttered in an undertone no shatushka that's a dream he can't come in reality you know the song a new fine house i do not crave this tiny cell's enough for me there will i dwell my soul to save and ever pray to god for thee ah shatushka shatushka my dear why do you never ask me about anything why you won't tell that's why i don't ask i won't tell i won't tell she answered quickly you may kill me i won't tell you may burn me i won't tell and whatever i had to bear i'd never tell people won't find out there you see every one has something of their own shatov said still more softly his head drooping lower and lower but if you were to ask perhaps i should tell perhaps i should she repeated ecstatically why don't you ask 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 me nicely shatushka perhaps i shall tell you entreat me shatushka so that i shall consent of myself shatushka shatushka but shatushka was silent there was complete silence lasting a minute tears slowly trickled down her painted cheeks she sat forgetting her two hands on shatov's shoulders but no longer looking at him ah what is it to do with me and it's a sin shatov suddenly got up from the bench get up he angrily pulled the bench from under me and put it back where it stood before 
he'll be coming so we must mind he doesn't guess it's time we were off ah you're talking of my footman marya timofyevna laughed suddenly you're afraid of him well good-bye dear visitors but listen for one minute i've something to tell you that nilitch came here with filipov the landlord a red beard and my fellow had flown at me just then so the landlord caught hold of him and pulled him about the room while he shouted it's not my fault i'm suffering for another man's sin so would you believe it we all burst out laughing ah timofyevna why it was i not the red beard it was i pulled him away from you by his hair this morning the landlord came the day before yesterday to make a row you've mixed it up stay i really have mixed it up perhaps it was you why dispute about trifles what does it matter to him who it is gives him a beating she laughed come along shatov pulled me the gate's creaking he'll find us and beat her and before we had time to run out on to the stairs we heard a drunken shout and a shower of oaths at the gate shatov let me into his room and locked the door you'll have to stay a minute if you don't want a scene he's squealing like a little pig he must have stumbled over the gate again he falls flat every time we didn't get off without a scene however section six shatov stood at the closed door of his room and listened suddenly he sprang back he's coming here i knew he would he whispered furiously now there'll be no getting rid of him till midnight several violent thumps of a fist on the door followed shatov shatov open yelled the captain shatov friend i have come to thee to tell thee that the sun doth rise apace that the forest glows and trembles in the fire of his embrace tell thee i have waked god damn thee wakened under the birch twigs as it might be under the birch rods ha <laughs> ha every little bird is thirsty says i'm going to have a drink but i don't know what to drink oh damn his stupid curiosity shatov do you understand how good it is to be alive don't answer shatov whispered to me again open the door do you understand that there's something higher than brawling in mankind there are moments of uh, uh, an on honourable man shatov i'm good i'll forgive you shatov damn the manifestos eh silence do you understand you ass that i'm in love that i bought a dress coat look the garb of love fifteen roubles a captain's love calls for the niceties of style open the door he roared savagely all of a sudden and he began furiously banging with his fists again go to hell shatov roared suddenly slave bond slave and your sister's a slave a bondswoman a, a thief and you sold your sister that's a lie i put up with a libel though i could with one word do you understand what she is what shatov at once drew near the door inquisitively but will you understand yes i shall understand tell me what i'm not afraid to say i'm never afraid to say anything in public you not afraid a likely story said shatov taunting him and nodding to me to listen me afraid yes i think you are me afraid well then tell away if you're not afraid of your master's whip you're a coward though you are a captain L uh, i i she she she's faltered lebyadkin in a voice shaking with excitement well shatov put his ear to the door a silence followed lasting at least half a minute scoundrel came from the other side of the door at last and the captain hurriedly beat a retreat downstairs puffing like a samovar 
stumbling on every step yes he's a sly one and won't give himself away even when he's drunk shatov moved away from the door what's it all about i asked shatov waved aside the question opened the door and began listening on the stairs again he listened a long while and even stealthily descended a few steps at last he came back there's nothing to be heard he isn't beating her he must have flopped down at once to go to sleep it's time for you to go listen shatov what am i to gather from all this oh gather what you like he answered in a weary and disgusted voice and he sat down to his writing-table i went away an improbable idea was growing stronger and stronger in my mind i thought of the next day with distress end of chapter four section six recording by expatriate in bangor maine